is the product of somebody trained that way. It has come from an Eastern person, because it's come from a pre-Western. Um, I'm, I'm saying that, to me, it looks like it couldn't have. <clears throat> in other words, he's trained in certain way, and he sees it through that but lens. Very but, creative, of course. Very but, creative, but... Um, but let's say his other question. Does he quote anything over here of Western philosophy? I don't know anything about it, but he doesn't. This, but this is based on Western philosophy. That's all his terms, terminology, his thinking. It's not... I would say... Eastern, Eastern thinking, this is... That's correct. who's trained all these terms. These aren't philosophical terms. I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking. I, they, I, to be, they sound like they are. Is he... But is he maybe... Forget the terms. Maybe he's infusing those terms with what he would view as authentic Torah thought. It's not Western. He would not... I think he would say no to that question. He's writing this not... I mean, he is who he is. And we've written this, let's say you're asking, if you were not trained in Germany in the 1920s in Western philosophy. The writing for that audience. The academic audience. I don't think he may be writing for the future, but he's probably writing for the audience. I don't know. Uh, is he writing for an audience? People of this sort, of, I, they, just, they just write. Talk about Mr. I don't know if it's academic either. I don't know if it's, is or it's not academic. It's how he sees it. I don't think he's writing for an audience. Is how he sees it. Agreed. Okay, so let's say that. Well, what was his training and background? I mean, was his anti-life fundamentals? What's his training and background? He was... In a Western scholar and academic and university? In philosophy, yeah. University of Berlin, PhD. He was an additional Maimonides, you think, yeah? That's another statement. You'd say additional Maimonides. A complex person. Why many streams. Of your, of your, of your, uh, but could he have written this, is the question, without having body. had that training? Yeah. Good question. And it's a fairly good question, but I think you have to read it through. And when you read the whole thing, despite the terms that are used, it's all Judaic. It's in the text. But see, when he says at the very beginning, which we didn't, we didn't cover, which we didn't cover, because again, we want to go beyond this quickly. He said he obviously begin this. And is this is this a human term or is this a you know a human term flowing out of his inner being, or is it a Western term? He says the nature of the dilemma that I am experiencing now, can be stated, you don't have it, can be stated in a three-word sentence, I am lonely. I am lonely? Lonely. Let me emphasize, however, that by stating I am lonely, I do not intend to convey to you the impression that I am alone. I thank God to enjoy the love of friendship of many. I meet people, I talk, I preach, I argue, I reason. I am surrounded by comrades and acquaintances. The companionship and friendship do not alleviate the passionate experience of loneliness which trails me constantly. I am lonely because at times I feel rejected and thrust away by everybody, not excluding my own intimate friends. And the words of the psalmist, Tehillim, My father mother has forsaken me, ring quite often in my ears like a plaintive cooing of the turtle dove. It's a strange, alas, absurd experience engendering sharp, enervating pain, as well as a stimulating, cathartic feeling. I despair because I am lonely and hence feel frustrated. On the other hand, I'm also invigorated because this very experience of loneliness depresses everything to, in me to the service of God. It's an extraordinary statement. Unbelievable. The word existential belongs somewhere over there. He is an existential in a certain sense. Yeah. Now again, he read Kierkegaard and he knew all that. But would he have come, when you say I am lonely, did that stem from an external source or from an internal source? This whole formulation. Look what he says over here now. In my desolate, howling solitude, I experience a growing awareness that to paraphrase that prayer, this service to which I, a lonely and solid individual, am committed, service of God, is 
wanted and graciously accepted by God in his transcendental loneliness and numinous solitude. Do we have that? It's almost yeah, it's definitely it's Western. Western. Right. I would you could find putting himself in a trance. He's actually removing himself from humanity. Right. Is this oneness with God? I would say that this is more Sufi mystic, which you know nothing about. Which doesn't yeah, what? what? A Sufi mystic. Sufi mystic. The the Muslim Sufis. The Sufi. He's not one. Don't worry. The Sufi mystics. Last I checked, he It's it's an important. It's an interesting thing because it's um it's it's one of the most profound expressions of religion that I've ever read. The Sufi mystics. Ninth century began, very much influenced by Eliyahu and Elishanavi, were ascetic, were inclined to spending much of their time in the deserts, searching out, seeing the whirling dervishes. Are Sufi mystics, oh, right. and they go back to that century, and they impact and influence tremendously. Which nobody knows about except for me, and one or two others in the oh, world. I can no, show it to you. With the as well as Rabbi Abraham. The word Sufi comes from the Arabic sawafa, which means wool. They wore wool undergarments as an expression of their asceticism. Rabbi Abraham and Hanabam wore wool undergarments, and he says that if you want to know any modern day in his time, prophetic-like personalities go to the Sufis. They are prophetic-like. Because they do what the Nevi'im really did, which yeah. means separating from society, which means asceticism, which means seeking out God in the deserts. That's what you're going to find. Like Eliyahu and Shah. So the Sufi mystics, and if you read it, ask Maria Mizrahi about Sufi. You know Maria Mizrahi? Sure, I don't know. Call me tomorrow. Ask him, do you know anything about Sufi mystics? Do, he used to do the meal today. No, that's impossible. Can be. Murray? Yeah, I played him one on one once again. Yeah, you're right. He does either bank, right? That's correct. Right. So. Ask about it. He read this book. He said, I want to listen to this. So there's a great book called the Islam, the Mystics of Islam, which is quotes the poetry and it sends you flying. It sends you on these transcendental, trance-like states of of spirituality. I, I read 15 things about it because I bet my, my PhD. I go back to eating mushrooms. <laughs> I do, all the time. It's right here. No, I do. I do. Intense mushrooms. Well, what is that? Introduction to his work? Why, why do I read? Why? It shows anti-tumor properties. PSK. Mushrooms. Yes, I do. I do, I do eat intense mushrooms. Really? Every day. Three mushrooms. Yeah, because it's intense uh, anti-tumor growth. Really? Japan knows it. She tied mushrooms. Have anti-tumor Yeah, yeah, there's a preface, right. I must address myself to the obvious question. Why am I beset by this feeling of loneliness and being unwanted? Is it the Kierkegaardian anguish, fear, Nurtured by the awareness of non-being threatening one's existence, that means we're going to die at one point, that assails me, or is this feeling of loneliness solely due to my own personal stress, cares, and frustrations? Or is it perhaps the result of the pervasive state of mind of Western man who has become estranged from himself, a state with which all of us Westerners are acquainted? Wow. So he's saying, I'm part of the Western world, and you want to take himself out, out of it. it. Correct. Oh, it's a balance. Only just a balance. Well, hold on. Because I believe that even though all three explanations might be true to some extent, the genuine and central cause of this feeling of loneliness from which I cannot free myself is found in a different dimension, namely the experience of faith itself. When you're a man of faith, you're lonely because you cannot communicate that to anybody else, the depths of your feelings. I am lonely because of my humble, inadequate way. I'm a man of faith for whom to be, to be, means to believe, who substituted credo for kahito in the time-honored Cartesian maxim. I think, therefore, I am. He says, I believe, therefore, I am. I think, therefore, I am is Cartesian. Descartes. I believe because I'm a man of faith. I'm not making any pretense on that. I'm simply a man of faith. 
Apparently, in this role as a man of faith, I must experience a sense of loneliness, which is of a confined nature. It's a blend of that which is inseparably interwoven into the very texture of the faith's gesture. When you're a man of faith, you're alone. You go and meet God alone. Amidah is only you alone. On the one hand, the man of faith has been a solitary figure throughout the ages, millennia, and no one has succeeded in escaping this unalterable destiny, which is an objective awareness, rather than a feeling. On the other hand, it is undeniably true that this basic awareness expresses itself in a variety of ways, utilizing the whole gamut of one's emotional life, which is extremely responsive to the outward challenges and moves along with the tide of cultural and structural change. 65 years old. 63. 93. Yeah, I would say so. It's, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, you read this and you say, you say wow to this. It's very interesting. I mean, you read this and say, this is, this is depth. This very is poetic. Too. And very poetic, very rhapsodic. It's, it's more than poetic. It's actually right. Okay, back to our text over here. I have two more minutes. What, uh, Why do you wear a watch? <laughs> <laughs> From about 10, 10 20? Yes, <laughs> you guy was crazy about the king after everybody else. I, I am. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What am I getting for? So here's the interesting, let's portray the two Adams, Adam the first, Adam second, in typological categories. I mean, we all have both of these, we're going to use the types in order to identify each one. There's no doubt the term image of God in the first account refers to man's inner charismatic Adam as a creative being. Now you raised the question about this last time, is Sam Lukim really creative? What does it mean to be the image of God? So what is God's fundamental gesture? Bereshit? God's fundamental creative gesture is that of creation. God creates. That's, that's what it means. Seraphim is God as creator. That's what Bereshit is all about. Bereshit chapter 1 and 2 is about God as creator. So to over here, man is created in the image of God. So therefore he says that man is a creator being. In, in the Ishalacha, which is another work that he had written, which again is, is very westernized. We have 14 philosophers quoted in the first two footnotes. It's a very westernized work, which tries to see the reason or the philosophy of Halacha, right? Because that is challenged in the modern world, what's the reason, what's the purpose of halakha? So he writes a whole essay on this, and there he talks about the essence of the halakhic personality is to create. It's not to tell me what Ashi says, and Ibn Ezra says, and everybody else says. No, if you want to fill himself you have to create. It's not just to quote five other guys from 1500 years ago. You must create new ideas, new stamps, new thoughts, new guys. His essence also is that of creativity. His analysis, his way of expressing himself is all creative. It's all a new version of what Torah is really all about, right? Man's life is to God for himself and man's striving and ability to become a creator. Adam the first, who was fashioned image of God, was blessed with great drive for creative activity, an immeasurable resource for the realization of his goal. This is page 12, right? The most outstanding of which is man's mind, his intelligence. You are mind capable of, the, of confronting the outside world and inquiring into its complex workings, right? To quote the Rambam by this issue. In spite of the boundless divine generosity provided by man with many intellectual capacities, and interpret the perspective of the Lord's God, in imparting the blessing to Adam the first, and giving him the mandate to subdue nature, nature, directed Adam's attention to the functional and practical aspects of the intellect. Create, build, Migdal Bavel, just build the Migdal Bavel, which man is able to gain control of his nature, of nature. Other intellectual inquiries, such as metaphysical and axiological, which means values, but how is that penetrating? Not going to be of his environment. So, you may philosophize, but if you, if you haven't controlled your environment, you are not exercising your Tzedem The Greeks who excelled in philosophical knowledge were less skillful in technological achievements. Modern science has emerged victorious from its encounter with nature because it has sacrificed qualitative 
quantity, metaphysical speculation, which says the functional duplication of reality for quantity, quality, question. So science has created a technological society, and we're all functioning by virtue of that. But it's not asking the more profound why question. And the person interested in just a single aspect of reality asks the question, how does the cosmos function? What does the scientist want? Does he, know, does he care about why? No. He is not fascinated by the question, why does the cosmos function at all? If you're saying that a person has both Adam 1 and Adam 2, right. why uh, is he splitting them? Why don't to, define them. One to define them. Mind, right. To define them. Right. To define them. So we'll understand them. Uh, why can't we just consider it as different uh, uh, aspects? Of the same That's correct. Person. That's what it is. But we want to see them as, as pure types. We want to see the microscope this section against this section. Right. Pure types. So Adam 1 cares about functionality, practicality, to build a technologically advanced society. Right. He's not asking the why question. Why should I do this? McDonald Bavel, you may argue, is all Adam 1. Build a huge, great city that will have a great name. We care about our assertion of that and our control over that environment. But Adam 1 and McDonald does not ask, why should I do this? This is all, it's quasi science fiction in the sense that when Brave New World of Addis Huxley created this great world where everything is functioning right, that is the more profound human question about what does it mean to be a human being? Why am I existing at all? Why does God exist? I just want to advance it. To what end? Why do you want to advance it? Then I ask that question. Just do. That's what we do. We're technologically geared. It's the same thing as the businessman for 50 years. Started at age 20. Now he's 70 years old. What did he do 10 years ago? He did business. 20 years ago, business. 30, 40, 50. What does his day consist of? It's up at 8 o'clock in the morning, goes to Minyan, has breakfast, goes to work, he buys, he sells, comes home at night, kisses, kids and goes to sleep. What is it tomorrow? Gets up in the morning, 8 o'clock, goes to Minyan, has breakfast. Okay. Gets up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And he goes to Minyani, and he goes to Minyan, he has breakfast, and he gets to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, and he buys, he sells dresses or computers, and he gets home at 8 o'clock at night, sometimes, and then he and then he comes to a class, hopefully. And then what happens the next day? Exactly the same thing. That is what a person does. What That's is he survival. missing? That's practical, function, utilitarian. It's survival. Exactly the point. He's building. It's functional. It's functional. Sociological You can't count Physically, you can. So we become practical and utilitarian. I need you to build my building. But we like, you can ask the question. I'm going to ask the way. Am I going to ask you that this? But live utilitarianly, practically, functional. Correct. I'm going to need you to build my tower. But I don't care about your essence. I don't care about your stealing from me. I have to protect. Correct. It's all utilitarian. As opposed to saying, what is the center looking with this person? The essence of it or well, this is of this person. To care about you more than simply as a partner that I have to do business with. That's what you want to achieve that depth. One more point. He is not fascinated by the question, why does the cosmos function? How many businessmen do you know that ask this question about why does the cosmos function? I mean, it's how does the cosmos function? Correct. But more is how than why. How many would even think of knowing this? Correct. Even the cosmos people don't know. <laughs> Why does the cosmos? And always the cosmos from Nor is he. In the, in, the, uh, in the daily course of their day, is that what you're saying? No, no. At any, any time, point. Any time. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, 
How many people have asked the question? That, that's really simplifying. But many people <laughs> that's the attitude personality. Right. They do that. That's correct. Yeah. Well, we'll say, hold on. Nor is he interested at all, Adam 1. Of course, Adam 1 and Adam 2 really two people, are really one person. But Adam 1 is not to the question, what is its essence? He's only curious to know how it works. In fact, even this how question with Adam, it's so fascinating. So look at a child growing. The child concerned more about the functionality, how to build something, or the why question. Look at my 10-year-old. Exactly. There are stages where they go from one to the other. Right now, Mordechai is in a how. He wants to build things. He gets Legos, right and left. He took a Lego, it's a 4,000 pieces, and he spends two hours and puts it all together. It's whole room is Lego. It's a one Lego room. So it does. It's build Legos. You know, but they went through the same thing. But he never asked the question about why am I building a Lego? What's the essence of this Lego? Or why? He's perfectly prepared to be a businessman. That's correct. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Correct. Right. Then I have to have the right answers. Good. He's concerned Adam the first is preoccupied is preoccupied is limited in scope. He's concerned not with the question per se, but only with the practical implications. He was not a metaphysical, but rather a practical technical how question. The precise this question is related not to the genuine functioning of the cosmos itself, to the possibility of reproducing the cosmos by employing he wants to do it himself. I want to reproduce the cosmos by employing quantified math mathematized media, which man involves through postulation and creative thinking. So the, including scientists. Yes, of course. Uh, it's all, yes. The creative moment of attraction which Adam the first experiences toward the world is not of an explore, exploratory cognitive nature, nurtured by the selfish of the, of the part of Adam to better his own position in return to his environment. Adam the first is overwhelmed by one quest to harness and dominate the elemental natural forces to put them at his disposal. This is 20th century man. That's Eli's point. This is really a reflection of what the scientists has attempted to do for the last hundred years in the modern environment. To recreate, to reproduce, to Did build you greater. What century was the Adam 2? Because I can't find an Adam 2 in my life. Well, every person is really Adam 1 and Adam 2. I know that, but what time did Adam 2 dominate? Those who speculate. The age of enlightenment, the age of uh, reactionary, whatever it was. Those yeah, it's, it's a good question. I don't you know if ever was an Adam 2 dominated. No, the Greek period of time. Even the Greek period of time. You speculated. For practical reasons. Plato and Aristotle were, were thinkers. Plato's Republic, what was that reasoning for that? Was to see how people could be even dependent on each other and survive and conquer the elements of But he dealt with part of, part of his work is also metaphysics. To get to what point? Metaphysics, to no, to, 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 to think. Aristotle is your primary item like us to think. Not for practical reasons. Pure philosophy. Pure philosophy. Right, pure philosophers do that. They speculate. Or... Even today, Stephen Hawking's, he's not trying to, he's trying to intellectually conquer the universe, not for any practical reason. He's not a scientist. He wants to understand. Pure thinking. Right. Well, it's all that these people do. Pure theoretical speculation. What's the Big Bang all about? There's no practical implications at this point. Or the black holes in space. He just wants to think and understand the mind of God. That may open up a lot of It may. He's not concerned with it, though. So what? Stephen Hawking's? The Big Bang How more than once. How does the yeah, how does the cosmos work? But with the ultimate but end, not for practicality. No. Just understand as he as he says, the mind of God. Once we understand every bit of knowledge that we know, we understand the mind of God better. How this whole thing works gives me an insight into God's mind. But not for practical implementation. Only yeah, to understand. Well, all of mathematics, pure mathematics. Pure mathematics. Right. Which is what Carl is, a, a mathematician. Retired now. Retired. Right. Retired now. Yeah. Okay. Let me just finish one more point. 
<laughs> he does what he does. He's still active. He does math problems all day long. He does exactly. What do you do? And the first to harness and dominate the elemental and natural forces, put them at his disposal. He wants to conquer. This practical interest arouses his will to learn the secrets of nature. He is completely utilitarian as far as motivation, tele teleology. What's the end? Design, methodology are concerned. Right? Okay, let's stop here because Joey told me to stop here. But I want to try to go forward so if you can, you know, we have, take it home and read it. We only, you know, you have to read another 10, 15 pages. Yeah. Whatever you all this math and everything, I'm getting well, confused. Well, 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 Why are you asking this, Wayne? Thank you. Yeah, so Thank you.